cloud. And let me just give a quick introduction. And we'll start. Okay, so uh, shalom, friends. Uh, welcome to another exciting Habura Shiur. Today we have the privilege of hearing from our Rosh Bet Midrash, Rav Dweck. Uh, today's Shiur is the fourth installment of a five-part series on the intro of Mesilat Yisharim by the great Ramchal. And I believe today we are going to be looking at it from the perspective of Harambam. Uh, for those who missed the past classes or would like to do Chazara, audio and video is available on the Habura website. Um, or because this is a public shiur on YouTube. Uh, for that matter, all of our past shiurim are available on the Habura website to view. Um, also stay tuned for the final installment next Wednesday, I believe. And for all the other exciting shiurim, events, the journal, everything we have planned. And if you have any questions during the shiur, you can raise your hand or type in the chat box. And God willing, there will also be time, hopefully, for questions at the end. Uh, with that said, thank you all for being here. And maybe uh, thank you so much. And the floor is yours. Thank you, Rav Ohad. Um, so you're right that originally this was meant to be a five-part series, but it's going to be a four-part series, and this is going to be our last part. Um, but yes, I would like to look a little bit in terms of how Harambam uh, deals not only with the premise of, of the Ramhal here, but also the Pasuk that the Ramhal uses essentially to base everything, uh, the, everything on. Um, and that Pasuk is this Pasuk that we saw the last time uh, you know that we're reading. We saw it twice, but we main we saw it kind of unpacked in the last time that we're reading, which is Ve'ata Israel. Moshe is speaking to Bnei Israel. He says, "Now Israel, what is God asking of you? Ki'im. Ki'im means literally means but if or but what or but but what essentially means is he's not asking much of you." Ki means only, right? What is God asking of you? Only two. Yeah, ki And the ki is very important because the Gemara stops and addresses that. Harambam uses it as a key point that he wants to make regarding Torah and Tzvot. And interestingly, the Ramhal uh, kind of overlooks that part of the puzzle. Um, and it's interesting that he does. And so I want to I want to look at that a little bit. I want to address I want to address that uh, difference, and I believe that it is not a massive difference. And so I want to kind of have a look at that. So again, let's let's have a look um, quickly at the pasuk. I'm going to bring it up over here for you, just so that you can see it in front of you in its. Um, Presentation in Devarim. Uh, yeah, so let me. Here we go. Okay. So here's the Pasuk. Ve'ata Yisrael, Moshe is speaking. What is God, your Lord, asking of you? Ki'im, if only to, to fear. God, your Lord, to walk in all of his ways, to love him, and to serve God, your Lord, with all of your heart and all of your mind. So it's interesting because the, the Gemara, I wonder if it has it here, it should have it here. Where would it have it here? Uh, should have it in commentaries. Does it not? 
Am I missing something? Probably missing something. That's on for the moon over there. What? Yeah, scroll up a little bit. Scroll up a little bit. Up, up. Yeah, oh, about there. this text? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I can see the whole thing. Hold on a second because it's here. It is Mefarshim. My, yeah. my, my window. Oh, everybody was... no, go back to... no, don't worry. I got it. It's not Mefarshim. I know what you mean, but it's my the window with you people is covering it. So hold on a second. I got to move you all over my screen over here. Uh, Talmud, here we go. Okay, so if we take a look at Masichet Berachot, um, okay, and I'll open it up. Yeah, so you, do you see this over here? This, yeah? So it says, Amar b'chayina, kol b'day shabayim chus mirat shabayim, sh'neemar v'ata Yisrael, madonai l'echa shorein v'machim l'ira. Right? This is, to you, you need to do the ira. And then the Gemara says, atu irat shabayim militazut ratahi? What is the, the fear of heaven? A small thing? Why would the Gemara ask that? What is the premise that the Gemara has for considering it a small thing? Why? Because before Lirah it says Ki'im. And that indicates it's not a big deal. Ki'im Lirah. And says Chamtatrasti. And we know Rabbi Hanina, Mishum Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Enlakadosh Baruchu Bet Genazavi Lautzar Shirach Hamayim. I mean, the only thing God's got. Is this treasury of Yirat Shamayim, right? Which means like, you know, this to him is everything. It's it's what he treasures, it's his ultimate treasury. Yirat Adonai Hi as it says. It says the Gemara says in Legabe Moshe Yeah, for Moshe it was a small thing. So he related to it that way. So that's an interesting way that Gemara presents it. Interestingly, Harambam doesn't think that it's relegated to Moshe to be such a small thing. Right? So we're gonna have to see. How that is, but clearly there is definitely a recognition in the way that the Pasuk presents this that Ki'im indicates that this is not something massive. So I'm surprised, of course, at Ramhal, because if you recall, the entire position of Ramhal in the side of the Hasid to present this Pasuk was to show the Hacham that what he thought was very simple was not very simple. Yes? Right? With me? That's a big problem. Because the Ramhal is playing, it seems, with what he wants to focus on, what he doesn't want to focus on in the Pasuk. But if you recall, the whole argument of the Ramhal from Hasid to Ramhal Hacham was, you Hacham are considering the Ava and the Yir'ah to be simple things. And they're not simple things. And he uses this pasuk to prove that they're not simple things. If you recall, the way that he does that is because it shows that the listing of Yira'ah and Halichab Drachab and Ahava and Avodah Shebalev are all separated out of the general Lishmoret Kol Mitzvotam. Right? Of keeping the mitzvot. These are also mitzvot. Why are they singled out? Because those things are the matara, right? Those things are the ultimate are the ultimate ideas. And if you, Hacham, could spend all of your time studying every aspect of Sukkah and its height and width and, and, and you know, materials and, and when and how and so on and so forth, so Kol Sheken should be these mitzvot that are the essence of everything it is that we do. Right? That's not new. This is just a review for, from what is it. And what's the proof? The Pasuk. 
So let's have a quick look at that again. One moment. Momento. Here. Right? So this is the Ramchal that we saw. And he says over here, you know, the Ramchal gets him and he says, uh, you know, the Hasid gets him and he says, in you know, all you've got in your hands is what your parents told you about and everything that is culturally a part of the consciousness of Jews by being Jews. That's all you've got. So the Hacham says, So I never considered that it required a tremendous amount of yun. And the Hasid says, Al anidag. He goes, precisely. That is precisely what it is that I'm taking issue with. Then he brings a pasuk. I see Moshe Rabbeinu says, Teaching us what is our obligation and what is what is what is you yafe literally means beautiful, but what is what is light and right and appropriate for us? And he says to us, Why are these words in brackets? These words are in brackets because in the Ktav Yad they were not included. It was dot dot dot. It was an ellipsis. Yeah. Okay, it's not, uh, you know, but it's interesting. There are some ellipses. says, Ma'adonai Yoshua, me'imach l'alechet pechol, nishmor et. So it's essentially what it is that it leaves. So, ki im lirat Adonai Yoshua, lechet pechol d'rachav, lahaba oto, lahavod et Adonai Yoshua, bechol d'rachol d'amshecha, nishmor mitzvot Adonai Yoshua, hine, kalal shemirat kol mitzvot, shu kalal adinim, piske alachot asho hasakta ba'am, and he says, look, we need to explain it because it seems like it's being redundant and saying all of them it's about and then singling out these other things. And so he says, there's, there's heart and mind mitzvot and then there are action mitzvot and so on and so forth. So he doesn't use this pasuk to say anything about ki'im business, right? What the Gemara and Harabah, I'm saying Harabah, I'm showing you Harabah, but I will, right? seem to think that this is, you know, the, the essence of the Pasuk. And what the Ramhal is saying is that it's not simple at all. And here you see that the Pasuk is making this massive emphasis on these things. Okay. Now, before we get into it and we come back to see how the Ramhal deals with it, let's have a look at how Harambam reads this Pasuk. Right? Harambam reads this Pasuk in the Morin Nebuchim. So I'm going to show that to you. We'll see how he deals with it. Right? Open it up here. So how does, how does Harambam read this Pasuk? I'm going to move you guys over here for a second. You don't know that I'm moving you, but I am. And he says this. Okay, so this is the Morin. In the third section of the Moren, Perek Kaftet. And in this Perek, Harambam is dealing with the various practices of Abu Dazara in the ancient world. And how mitzvot address those practices of Abu Dazara. 
And he realizes, like he recognized that the practices of Abu Dazara were heavily uh, cumbersome on people, right? They asked people to do major things like sacrificing their kids and, you know, the like, you know, or climbing up to a mountaintop and sacrificing there or whatever it was. Like These were high levels of sacrifice in every sense of the word that, that were required of a person. So he says over here, you can see this, yes? Nimza, Nimza, Shekol Hamitzvot, Shenemru Kisur al Avodazara. You can see that the general whole of Mitzvot, right, the corpus of Mitzvot of the Torah, essentially are all aiming at one, one point, and that is to outlaw Avodazara, to eradicate Avodazara from us. Now it's important to realize, of course, that when the Torah is it, it say when we when Harambam says that the goal of the Torah is to eradicate Abu Dazara, that's not the end goal. It shows you clearly that the mitzvot are a means to an end, as we've spoken about before, and not ends in and of themselves. And the end is not only Abu Dazara to be taken away. Obviously, the Abu Dazara is an obstacle to something else, and that is knowing Hakadosh Baruch Hu and serving Hakadosh Baruch Hu appropriately. So he says, look, you see that all the mitzvot and everything that's connected or tied to Avodazara, or might bring someone towards Avodazara, or, or that relates to it. It's clear what it is that the benefit of these mitzvot that tear us away from these things are. Why? This, by the way, uh, this more, this translation more I'm reading is is uh, Makbidis, which hopefully will be speaking for the the Hebrew uh, uh, um, I want to say section, but it's not a section. The Hebrew um, cohort of the Habura. They are the attempt of the mitzvot is to take away all messed up thinking that keeps us away from shelimut, shelimut and shelimut a goof that allows for us to be over the kadosh baruch. And these are things that our, our, our forefathers were totally messed up with. As it says in the Pasuk, Your own fathers, your own ancestors, they served fa- false gods, foreign gods, other gods. Yes, and about our ancestors, the Nebi'im, the true Nebi'im said, They went after nonsense that is totally, uh, um, uh, has, no, has no value to it, doesn't help in any way. So it says, How important is every mitzvah that saves us from that massive mistake. And that's not the first time that he uses that term, ta'ud gedola, right? Obviously, this is a translation, but he uses that exact term 
when he is in the first parak of Hilchot Avodah Zarah, he says, Ta'ud Gedola Ta'u. Right, this massive mistake the early humans made in following Abu Dazarah. It brings us to the appropriate faithful faithfulness, right? What our lives should be faithful to. Vihi, which is uh, specifically that there is a God that created all of us. And he is the one that is fitting to serve. And what? And to love him and to fear him. Not to those things that people think are gods, but only this one God, the true God. He is the one we should serve. And he's the one we should love. And from him we should be fearful. And that the goal is to come close to this true God. And to do his bidding. Listen to the next words. In Sorich. It does not require undue exertion. What does it require? It's shocking because what Hanabam says is the whole goal, ultimately, the entire goal is to love and fear that God. And what he's saying is, is that all of the mitzvot, the mitzvot and the Torah itself comes to bring us to that goal. So in pulling us away from Avodah Zarah, it opens us to being able to genuinely know and serve God and love him and fear him. So elsewhere, Harabam does have, right? I mean, we saw last time how Harabam looks at Yira in terms of how it is that we look at the world and calculate ourselves in terms of the expanse of all that is and God's, uh, you know, all-encompassing knowledge. I don't know if you recall, but we looked at that last time. But there's another aspect of Yira that Harabam does write about. He writes about it in the Pirusha Mishnah, in Masichet Abot, when it says um, that... Uh, uh, it, it tells it says in Pirkeabot that we have required to we have a requirement to fear Akadosh Baruch Hu, and he writes about in the Morde Bukhim that the mitzvot themselves create a sense of Yira. Because when we recognize that the mitzvot are commandments from God to us, we recognize that there are things that Akadosh Baruch Hu is asking us to do that we have to respond to. And there's a certain reverence around that, there's a certain fear even around not fulfilling what HaKadosh Baruch Hu's desire is, right? And that's very similar to what the Ramchal wrote about Yirah. Again, I'm not going to go back on it all over again because we've done that. We've looked at that. And if you have, you want to refresh, you can listen to those previous shuvim. But I want to point out to you over here what Harambam is saying. Very, very, very important. What he's saying is, is that in contrast to all of the aspects of Avodah Zarah and that kind of worship. And I, I invite you to look at this Perik. Again, it's the third, third section, Perik Kavtet, where Harambam goes through all of these elements of worship of Avodah Zarah that require tremendous Torah, 
physical Torah of a person, sacrifice of a person. He says over here, "Laasot retzono en tzorech klal dvarim sheish baim Torah." Ela ahavato virato betu la. His love, his fear, and nothing more. Now it's interesting because what is Harambam saying essentially? He's saying it's not a big deal. And then what pasuk does he use to prove that? First of all, he says, Hem That is the goal in service, is to reach Ahavan Yira, which is exactly what the Ramchal said. And he uses this pasuk, And he says, brings the same pasuk. So what is this pasuk supposed to show me? This. How do I know that? So how is Harambam reading that Pasuk? He's reading two things from that Pasuk. The first is Hem Hatakhlit Bamodato. From the fact that Moshe says, He's asking him for more. And the second is, As it says, Which indicates not a big deal. So what I want to suggest, and I'll prove to you that uh, there is basis for this suggestion. What I want to suggest is this. And I think that this is a very important thing to recognize. When, when the Ramhal says, you, Hacham, are making a mistake in thinking that these are small things or these things don't require a tremendous amount of reun, you're wrong. It's not saying that these are not things that are important and require a tremendous amount of attention and work. What it's saying is it's not asking of you exertion and where you have to compromise yourself in order to be able to achieve them, or you have to sacrifice of yourself in order to be able to achieve them. What he's asking of you are are elements that are very fundamental to the nature of humanity. They're not easy for human beings, but they are a deep part of human life. And that is love and reverence and respect. So it's true that the animal self has tremendous difficulty with love and respect and fear. And what is the fear? The fear is a sense of imminence. The fear is a sense of external presence that impinges upon me, that I must recognize in my life. And what Harambam is saying is, those things do not require, they're not cumbersome. They don't weigh upon you. They require uh, refinement. They require focus. It is a sophisticated art form, yes. But he's not asking anything of you that is way outside your human capacity and natural human capacity to do. So sacrificing a child, that goes against every 
every human fiber that we have. Needing to climb mountains or, or you know, uh, to be able to get to high, to high mountaintops to reach the, the gods. To give up whatever it is that you need to give up in order to appease the gods that you never know how. No, no, none of that. None of that. Anything that the Torah is asking of you is to simply pull you away from all of that nonsense. And all of the pulling away from that nonsense is only for one goal, to love and fear him. And if you have trouble loving and fearing or loving and revering, well, okay, be a strong and developed human. So I want to show you that even though Harambam says in the Morena Bukhim that that is not Torah, he does not mean by that that it is not difficult. There's a difference. There's a difference between cumbersome, burdensome, and difficult. Right? There's a difference between the two. All difficulty and challenge is not necessarily cumbersome and burdensome on a person. It could be that a person has things that just weigh on him, that just are you know beyond the per- the pale of a person's exertion. Difficulty could be challenging, could be something that a person doesn't do so easily, but nonetheless is extremely uh, underdeveloped within a person, can be developed if a person focuses and strives to achieve it. So that's why I highly recommend, highly recommend that everybody read Eric Fromm's Art of Loving. If for nothing else, to just get a sense of the fact that loving is an art and it requires discipline and development. The whole of that book is essentially the point that the Ramchal is making to the Hasid about love. So if you want to really understand what it is that the Hasid is saying to the Acham, read that book. But you also can recognize Harambam himself, that he does not in any way disagree with that, by what it is that he's saying here, and I'll show that to you. Bear with me. So here, when he says that a person must serve out of love, he says, And that's where he comes out after just saying, uh, in the previous halacha, uh, he says, "Can where are we hold on? Bear with me, Mehida. Okay. He says that it's not fitting to serve Akadosh Baruch Hu to kind of save yourself from bad things and hopefully get rewards for it." He says, that's not the right way to work, to, to serve. Ella, we serve only that way. People serve from love. And then he says about serving from love. 
He says, the level of serving from love is a very high level. And not every hacham fulfills it or merits it. It's the level of Abraham Avinu, that Akadosh Baruch Hu explicitly calls his loved one, the one who loves him. He served only out of love. But it is a level, nonetheless, that God commanded us through Moshe. As it says, you should love God your Lord. And when a person genuinely loves God, obviously everything that he does, he does out of love for that God that he loves. But notice that in the Moreh, where Harambam says, there's no Torah, it's just a Havan Yirah. Why are we having it up? He still writes over here, Ma'ala Gedolahi. En kol hacham zuchela. Ma'alat Abraham Abinu. Why? Because it is not a question of cumbersome. It is not a question of sacrifice. But it is challenge. It is a high level human behavior. And what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying is, and that's why the Gemara says, what is it, a small thing? It says for Moshe it was a small thing, not for everybody else. Small, small. Zutrita means small. It's not a small thing. Like the Hacham in the, in the Mesilai Sharim thought. The Hacham in the Mesilai Sharim thought, simple. It doesn't require a lot of delving into it. And what the Hasid was saying is, you're wrong. If you think all the mitzvot need that kind of delving into it, this one doesn't, you're mistaken. It is not something that requires sacrifice. It is not something that requires massive, cumbersome uh, uh, burdens. To the contrary, it will liberate you. It will free you if you refine yourself to the point that you genuinely can love. And the difficult truth for so many of us is we do not come out of the box knowing how to love. It really does require a great deal of growth and development and whole and achievement of wholeness of self. Now it's it's true that you know some people have more natural inclinations to it than others. But it isn't something that's easy for us. It's not something that just flows. For a great majority of us. We do things that look like it. But when you scratch the surface, we find that there is usually ulterior motives to it. Or there's something else going on. And that's another reason why I suggested people read Eric Fromm. Or for that matter, you can read... um, I think Eric Fromm is the best, but if you want more on it or you want to see broader you know or alternative not different but in a different perspective on it you can read um the road less traveled by um m scott peck 
He has a lot on the nature of love and its various components, which I think are very important. You can also read C.S. Lewis and the Four Loves. But without question, Fromm is the best. And you can use that as just a, a, a symbol, a standard for all of the other aspects. You can imagine what it must mean to be able to walk in his ways and be able to emulate these attributes that we talk about of mercy and righteousness and truth and integrity. Those are the most important things. So the reason why I'm presenting all of this to you is because I I want you to recognize that these are not niche ideas, right? These are not, these are not, uh, you know, strange, foreign, abstract concepts that only some elements of Judaism look at, right? These are core and they're consistent and they are central. And if we do not hear people speaking about these things centrally, then something's missing. And that's precisely why I wanted to do the opening bit of the Mesil HaShanim with you. Because what the Hasid points out to the Hacham is, you Hacham, I meet you, I meet people like you every single day in Jewish life. You spend all of your time on the Halachot and on the study and on the data and on the details. But these things, which are the most important things, it's not spoken about, it's not unpacked, it's not dealt with. And that has not changed till today. And that's a very important thing for us to be aware of. So it's not some strange niche thing. And here you have Harambam saying the exact same thing. Hem hatachlit. That is the ultimate goal. Ahavan How do I know that? Israel. use the same pasuk. And that's all it is. And it really is all it is. That's, that's the bottom line. There's not anything more hidden behind that. Right? There's not anything more underlying behind that. It's what it is. And that's what Abraham is saying. That's the goal. So what Harambam does in uh, in uh, in, uh, in in the um, in when he says that everything that a person does is only to know God, and then he starts talking about why you exercise and why you eat, and that's to be able to be healthy, he's also saying that it's be, in order to be able to be healthy so that you can serve God, know God, love Him, and so on and so forth, right? So uh, the the whole question of our lives is, that's the ultimate goal, is what I'm doing now leading me to that goal? Both mentally and physically. So there's one aspect of the Mesilah Yishayim I want to show you, and it's not the beginning, but the very, very, very end of the Mesilah Yishayim. Which, interestingly, uh, Rabbi Faur quotes at the beginning of Homo Mysticus, right? He quotes this part of the Mesilah Yisharim. But I think it's a very, very important part of the Mesilah because after everything that Ramhal goes through about our, our own development and refinement and all of the barriers that it takes in order to be able to through one's, you know, one's, one's uh, you know, own personal development and levels of, of how it is that we heal and develop ourselves and so on and so forth. He says a very important point. And uh, I want to show that to you. 
excuse me, where is it? Mm. Let me bring another one second. I'll find it again. Mm. Yes, here. Is that it? No, that's not it. Maybe this is it. That's not it. Hold on. Let me just make sure that I've got it correctly. Hmm. What I have it. All right. Well, what I'll do is I'll open it up on Safari and I'll show it to you there. So just patience one second. Hmm. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. There. And then there. And then. Let me show this to you. So what the Ramchal writes at the very end, literally this is like the last two paragraphs of the Messiah Shari, after he's been through everything. He says, this is not something that is only for, you know, the loftiest of people. Every single human being can achieve this level of refinement. And he says as follows, He says, Zipashut, Kikol Adam Lefiha Umanut Eshirbiado. It's simple, he says. That every person, depending on what it is that that person does, whatever he's he's engaged with in his life. Depending on how a person is living and what a person is doing, will be his own personal path in finding his way. Because the way to Hasidut, right? This is the Hasid, right? The way to Hasidut that is fitting for somebody who studies Torah all the time, right? The Torah is his living or his life is not the same way as a person who is a worker that has to be hired for work all the time. And neither is the way for a person who owns their own business. Not to mention, that's just their work. All the other components of life that a person has. Everyone has their own individual, unique path. The various aspects they need to go through in order to learn to love. And to turn the volume down on all of the uh, uh, primal drives that inhibit the self from being able to be a loving whole self. Nobody disagrees with the fact that that is a piece of work for us. A significant challenge for all of us. Harambam included. As indicated, and there's other places where it's indicated. He says everybody has their own way of getting it. Not because the Hasidut, what it is, changes, right? Loving and, and fearing and walking in his ways is loving and fearing and walking in his ways. But it's the way that we get there that's different. 
the issues that we have to deal with that's different. And if you think about it, if you think about it, I mean, the, the, the goal is to everyone. Because all it is is it's just to be able to find favor in God's eyes and to be able to love Him. But because the but because the circumstances change in a person's lives and the various lives that people live, the modes of getting there, it can't be that they're not that they are not diverse and change constantly. Every person according to his way. So what's very important to recognize, that's the ending of the Sinai Shari. So what's very important to recognize is that ultimately what it is, is to take away the barriers to one's whole integrated self. To do whatever it is that we can to be able to be the whole integrated selves that we were meant to be and can be. That's why there is a beautiful quote by Rumi, the, the Persian poet, uh, which I'm probably ruining because I'm paraphrasing, but says that yours is not to find love, but to remove every barrier that keeps you from it. Because that's the default, right? That's, that's what's waiting. That's the whole person. And so that is the work of our lives. It's the work of our lives. So I'll have a look here at these things. Uh, can, can, can everybody's able to see the text? Yes, can. You see in that pasuk, Hasid distances himself from all the many worldly pleasures in order to attain a higher level of awe. So you, Daniel Tishbi, were not at the last two shiurim. Because if you were, you would hear that that's not what I said. I specifically addressed that point. I think mainly in the last year. So listen to it. Okay? And you'll see that that's not the goal. All righty. Adkan. We can end here tonight. Thank you for coming along in my journey with this uh, and looking at the various aspects of this and the uh, the reading of the Ramchal's opening to the dialogue version of the Sadaya Sharim. And until next time we get together for whatever it is it may be. I wish you Thank well. you so much, Rav. Thank you so much Thank for everyone for coming. Thank you. Kol Tuv. Kol Tuv. Good night. Good night. Good night.